East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey, 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 welcome back to East and West with Mario and Les. This is your weekly Real Housewives podcast where we recap the mess. This is Mario Kiki and I'm joined with my co-host. Less at mommy Roo on Twitter, guys. We never like, I feel like we never give out our social. So we, we don't, I think subconsciously I'm like, please don't follow me and fight me because so many people are mean on Twitter. Well, people are mean. And you know what? This is our first little, you know, podcast like situation and people should just be nice and be glad that we're gracing them with our presence here. That is the level our, of delusion that I, housewives have. And it's contagious. You know what I'm saying? It like, is contagious, of course. I mean, hello. Hello. How was your hello. week? Did you have a good week? It was good. You know, same old, same old. Did a lot of holiday shopping. I played tennis. Uh, had a white elephant. Went to the beach. Lots of stuff. So busy. Busy, crazy week. What you about know, you? And just to give a... Uh, people context the reason the podcast is called which i don't think we ever did uh east and west is oh, because right. miss less is in the east coast and i'm in the west coast so exactly. there, is, there is a three hour time difference and the sheer envy i just felt with you saying i went to the beach i <laughs> i want to key your car um i <laughs> i'm freezing it's um it's 35 degrees outside right now oh my god but, you know, it doesn't snow. I'm in California, Leslie's in Florida. And so we don't like snow in Northern California, but it does get 35 degrees up here. We act like it's a snowstorm. We should have right. six days. I mean, it is just insane how spoiled we are up here, but it is cold. Um, so to hear you say, oh, I just went to the beach. I don't think I can do this anymore with you. It's just not going to work if you're going to throw that in my face. I know, <laughs> I know. And like, but the thing is, we can't even go to the beach and have it be it. It's warm outside, but the water's freezing already. We're used to our like 83 degree water, 80 degree water. And so you don't even attempt to get in. Too and cold. I've never, I've never been to Florida. So I am determined to go to Florida next year so we can record in person together um, and take, and, you know, just touch the Florida water just to see if it oh, like, it'll, yeah. maybe it'll cleanse me because there's something, you know, Florida's always in the news. Maybe that's the cleansing I need. True. I mean, there's some weird shit going on, but if I yeah. fit right in, in Florida, that means something about Mario because it is just, <laughs> well, let's, let's crazy. talk about Florida and say that Miami is a different animal than the rest of Florida. Oh, I love it. You know, and that's, what's interesting about states that are controversial because i know florida's leadership is controversial the, the texas leadership is controversial there's always like the city that's like oh no we're different which is i believe you because i you know you live in florida and you are completely different from the stereotype other than you know of having course yeah, so south but, florida should be its own state in my opinion oh i love it um i had a my week was okay. It was very busy with work. I had I do have a day job, unfortunately. And so um <laughs> once this podcast Don't takes off and we can do it full time, um, then I'll be like, Oh, let's go to the beach, Leslie. Let's just go be fabulous. <laughs> no shade. No shade. I'm just it's jealous. okay. I it, it's fine. I am owning my shade. No, no shade taken. Okay. I, so 
Let's... I know that you kick ass. And so this morning we both were kicking ass, figuring out the technical difficulties. We had some technical difficulties, but um, I think I'm just chatting more about us because Potomac was a filler this week. It was clearly. Oh my God. Let me, yeah. Let me say something. So I always, I'm telling people don't sleep on Potomac. I slept during Potomac. I know instead of this week, instead of don't sleep on Potomac, it's Potomac put us to sleep because exactly. I mean, it was, I watched it twice. I normally, and here's the thing about my relationship with the Real Housewives. Normally during the first air, I only watch it once and I'm good. Mm -hmm. Right. But now that since we started the pod, I'm like, okay, let me watch it again in case I missed anything. And at the first time it didn't leave an impact on me. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just tired. Maybe it's just. Right. You forgot about something that happened. Yeah. I just, I gaslit no. myself into blaming myself. Mm -hmm. But realistically, these women were just, uh, they, you know, they gave about 60% and maybe they've earned the right to be a filler episode because for seven seasons, they've been not fillering, you know. This is uh, true. This is true. But oh my God, like I, I watched we, it twice yeah. also. I think I fell asleep the first episode and then I watched it again today to take notes for this conversation we're having. But my God, I don't even really have anything to say. Me neither. I think, I mean, we can just go over it briefly. And... Sure. Just to acknowledge it, I guess. The season seven episode was titled Cleaning Up the Mess. Episode 10. I can't believe we're 10 weeks in. I keep forgetting that. I know. I'm always surprised weeks. how far in we are on all of these shows. Because I'm like, okay, 10 weeks. That's over two months that we've been blessed with these women, even though this week they had a little filler, but it's all good. The BravoTV.com synopsis, the ladies return to Potomac and get back to business. Giselle and Robin prepare for their reasonably shady live show while Karen prepares for a live experience of her own. <laughs> Ashley gets emotional about her separation with Michael. Giselle hosts a sweet 16 party for her twins with a special guest. Robin has a heart-to-heart -heart with some of the ladies. Ray, Karen's husband, encourages Chris Bassett, Candace's husband, to make an apology of his own. Have you ever mm -hmm. listened to Reasonably Shady, the podcast? I haven't. Have you? I tried, and that's what's um, weird about some of the housewives that do podcasting, because I know Brandy Glanville's OG. She did it way back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, I used to listen to Glanville back in the day, but then I just fell off. And then um, once I heard Robin and Giselle were doing it, I don't know if it's because they can't recap Housewives a la uh, two teas in a pod, but they, I don't really, I didn't, they didn't catch my attention and that's no shade because I find them entertaining on the show. So but do I. When I. But when I tried listening to their podcast, I was like, meh. And so I touched on it here and there. I did go back and listen to their BravoCon recap. They didn't really do um, much. It wasn't that interesting still. So I was just like, okay. But, you know, their podcast is doing good. Giselle says that they've been recognized by the NAACP. and One million downloads they've had, which is great. That's a, I love it. But I also am going to kudos the editors for being shady because I caught that because Giselle said we've had millions, plural, of downloads and the editors put one million. <laughs> they were like, no, let me Wait, humble you're you. You're right. I did not catch that. That's let, hilarious. The, the editors are like, let me humble you really quickly. Uh, <laughs> you said plural. You were at singular, but no. Uh, just that's when Robin updates uh, Giselle that Wendy's been acting peaceful and mm -hmm. Giselle just says good luck with that. Uh, then we get more filler Candace planning her MBA party. Right. 
she's going to invite Karen, and she does have to clarify that a producer told her that she did actually say on camera that Karen was cheating on Ray. I found it – I love it that they're breaking the fourth wall more and more. Me um, too. Me too. Be- they have to. Exactly, because at this point, there's too much um, – they have too much awareness that they're on a reality show to not right. acknowledge the show. I don't know if you ever watched um, – oh, God, I'm going to admit to this. But I used to watch Teen Mom back in the day. Oh, I still I, watch Teen Mom. Hello. I exactly. still watch, This season I have not been watching. I, I got like a little bored. But, yeah, of course. No, but when they brought it back, that's when it was no longer – like they were acknowledging the show, the producers. Like they restructured right. – the formula i don't know if it's janelle yelling at the producers member oh, oh my god, god. yes yeah. such a hot mess we that's should do an we should do an episode about yeah, that sometime just for fun that'll be just... our filler episode oh god exactly and <laughs> so karen's plan or i'm sorry candace is planning her party karen has mm-hmm. matt come over she wants to do her own live show i mean it was just a lot of a lot of little planning stuff um yeah. Wendy gets picked up by Eddie after going to Chicago. Shout out to Flo. Chicago. Really? Chicago. Chicago. I wrote it. Chicago. Because that's what she was (laughs) saying. it. Um, But she does raise concerns because she has a kidney stone issue that she needs to get taken care of. I did make a side note that in the mid-season trailer, it -hmm. showed Wendy and her mom in the scene at the hospital that's like, looks like the death. And I'm like, okay, listen, it's a kidney stone. I had a kidney stone in 2012, so I'm not going to dismiss the pain. The woman, I have this memory of the nurse at the hospital Mm -hmm. when when I woke up from whatever she gave me and she's like, this is the closest men ever get to experience childbirth. Childbirth. Right. right. And from that point on, I was like, okay, women are superheroes because that is the worst pain I have ever felt in my life. Like it was horrible. And listen, I'm a gay man. We go through <laughs> we go through some pain sometimes. Some pain. Yeah. Yeah. Without getting <laughs> without getting messy. Yes. Without get, oh, list oh, no pun intended on Or with getting messy. I don't know. I mean, but if like you, if you like the mess, kudos to you. But no, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I remember telling my sister, may she rest in peace. I was like, sister, I've had penis up there and it was less painful than this. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, you're going to hell. And I'm like, well, that was hell. But yeah. no, yeah, I so know it can be very painful. It was I don't know what it horrible. feels like, but childbirth, a little different. You've done childbirth. And I, you know, I've <laughs> never, times. oh God, three times and- uh-huh. Uh, now I'm just yeah. envious again because you look fabulous to having. To, I I think I got your three. I think I got your post body. Uh, your post baby body. I'm trying to lose your baby weight here because I'm over here looking like a sack of potatoes. But who nah, doesn't like? Nah, nah. Who doesn't like French fries? No. Um. But then, uh, Robin and Candace get together, and Candace asked her about her stylist friend, and she lost family members. Right, in her family members in an accident. And so that was a touching scene to see them put the pettiness aside um For sure. and honestly i had never seen robin be this vulnerable on the show she's always so like half asleep looking that you don't really see human emotion it's like giselle is always in shady character and she's right. always trying to be funny so so whenever right. you see robin and giselle be actually vulnerable it's um it gives them a different side i think the, it humanizes them a little more agreed it was a nice scene between the two of them i'm glad that they talked because they really do, I think, have a genuine friendship. 
Yes, and I think that's why as last much week, as you can on this show, on these like, shows, yeah, right. I think I think it started off as an alliance and developed into a friendship, which I think that's right. why I think that's why Robin pulling out the speaker last week was so betraying to Candace. Uh huh. Um, Agreed. Moving on, Mia and her man, they're opening a new chiropractic location. <sighs> I fast forward through that scene the second my, time I watched. I'm like, I, I this is so boring. My doctor friend hates chiropractors. She thinks they're scam artists. <laughs> Yeah, I know people that think that too. But although I do know some chiropractors that I feel like have helped people I know, but I don't know, I don't go to one, so I can't say. I've never been. I would rather be adjusted after a few cocktails. So I don't <laughs> think that I, I, listen, if you like it, I love it. That's what I say. But I just, and then my doctor friend like has changed my perception of them. So I'm just like, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was cool or cool. I thought it was weird that Mia cannot explain to the producer how finance about financing. Like she just mentions a deal falling through, but she's right. hesitant to share details. And I know in real time they were having some money issues. So I'm like, oh, this is setting up the future money issue. Because right. With his brother, right? Like the brother or the, his family takes everything back some, from them. Something. Some something uh yeah. mia is a nightmare for production because she stays blasting stuff in real time so i'm just like girl right get it, to get it together uh ashley's scared to be alone which i mean i would be more understandable scared. i mean i understand it but i would be scared to stay married to darby so i'm glad agreed you know, so what you know. is the lesser of those exactly i'd rather be alone i'd rather be, be alone I did feel bad that her son had to yell stop because her and her ex-husband were fighting. Like that made me sad because that's sad. He's just little. You don't want to expose the kids to mm -mm. that. It's I hard. Mean. And that happens sometimes we, you know, I, I have kids, I have a husband, we fight and sometimes we fight in front of them. But honestly, as long as you're not being too aggressive, it's not necessarily a bad thing because they go through life understanding that people do fight and it's okay to fight. And, and that, I wanna that makes for a better marriage because if you don't fight, that's when you really have some problems. I but I like. don't even I don't even think you and Darren fight. He just forgets that you're right. You know what I mean? Like it's like, listen, you have to remind him that you're right. We're not fighting Darren. Right. I'm the winner. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And we do fight. But, we have some pretty good fights, but that's only because I feel like we're both the youngest children. So we're both a little bratty. Mm, yeah. Like to get our way. So well, but I'm team Leslie. You know I'm team Leslie, so of course. I'm, uh, I mean, I'm gonna hello. I'm gonna say you're you, you, I don't care if you were you're wrong. I'm gonna right. be like I'm gonna be like, no, listen. Uh we did get to see Mama Dorothy. I don't know why I like her. Wait, hold she on a is... second, say hi to Riley. Hi. Oh, we're getting a Riley cameo, people. <laughs> getting Riley, a Riley cameo, Riley Russo. Riley is Miss Leslie's daughter, gorgeous, queen yes. icon legend. He's saying you're a queen icon legend. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, speaking of mother-daughters, we get to see Mama Dorothy, who's Candace's mom. I don't know why I like this woman. She's clearly awful to Candace, but there's something about her that just makes me laugh. And She's funny as hell when she saw that snake in the grass. Oh, I didn't know Giselle was coming. <laughs> exactly. And this is why I don't know why... You know, because I feel the same way. I'm going to pivot a little bit to Atlanta about Mama Joyce. For some uh -huh. reason, maybe it's because I like that there's people that can check these women, these housewives, because mm -hmm. if anybody's going to check you, it's going to be your mama. And so to see Mama Dorothy just and then they housewives have to like restrain themselves to not read them or go back because it is their mother. But right. 
I love that production graced us with former scenes showing how Candace has been essentially groomed since birth <laughs> to verbally kill others. Right, um, right. I mean. Yeah, so, I mean, she says her period's lay. We move on to the Sweet 16 party. Right. Giselle revealing that her twins were eight pounds each. I mean, that made my ass clench. I cannot imagine having. <laughs> it's a lot for twins. Usually twins are smaller. I know. And I'm earlier. Like... I mean, that's a lot. God, that was a lot to care. Did you Mm -hmm. have, were your pregnancies that heavy or were you like? No, I had all my babies were six pounds something. Uh, Ethan was the biggest at six pounds, 14 ounces, six something, Mm. six, maybe. Yeah. Six, 14. Ethan was Max was six, 11 and Riley was six pounds. Even popped her right on out. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, yeah. So she had two up in there, eight pounds each. And then we get Uh, to see the special guest that we referenced in the synopsis turns out to be Pastor Holy Horror, Mr. Jamal. Right. right. He made an appearance to celebrate the girls. Uh, Ashley, Sharice, and Robin were the only housewives that went to celebrate this. Um, Mm -hmm. I do give Giselle credit for raising these women, these little young women, because they are very beautiful, and I love that they hate their mom. Yeah, they seem lovely. I know. It's <laughs> it reminds me of my own life sometimes. Which Hi, was mom. the only awkward part was Jamal saying that he's happy that his girls have not been to jail. jail. I'm sitting here like, oh, okay. that's the speech you're making. I mean, yeah. he's a pastor. He couldn't think of something better to say. The bar I'm isn't help. I'm not bailing you out. I mean, but it reminds, us, it reminds us that the bar is in hell with Pastor Jamal because, I mean, we know how he's treated women and his True. ex-wife. So he's probably like, what's something good about these girls, I can say. Right, um, exactly. We switch back to Candace's party. Karen asks Robin, when is the wedding? Which I loved because I'm like, we need to pressure this woman. We right. either need to get this woman. But now Robin is lying and saying she's planning an intimate wedding with her immediate family of four. Um, I just, I think this wedding's never going to happen since Juan's Me not neither. going. Juan is just over it and he doesn't want the infidelity clause. Completely, I mean, completely so. over it. Then production reminds us about a comment that Wendy made. I mean, the, the Wendy Robin makeup scene was fake. I found it fake. It A thousand Wendy, percent. It was so awkward. It was awkward. It was phony. Robin's just sitting here like, okay, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But they make up they got the it just looked so phony it was such a fake hug um candace she didn't want to be touched by her i felt like (laughs) i mean i don't know and i I have to say robin's outfit she's wearing like bike shorts i I don't understand that she knows she's going to film this is what you're wearing and even on the housewives if they say it's a barbecue it's a picnic just get dressed get dressed never and uh, candace looked like she was wearing a nightgown when that pink I know. outfit she yeah. came on i was like oh okay i know well. her hair looked good but yeah i dress, like her hair the dress was like eh. sorry my dog's eh. coughing in the background if you just heard that i did i was like oh darren's back no i'm kidding that's duchess um, everyone okay duchess we love it uh candace is also in her own forgiveness journey she's letting karen know that she was indeed being messy right um candace is essentially calling ashley a demon because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she said she went to the dark side with the demon right um but then that's what leads to ray karen's husband and chris ashley's husband to gossip about what happened with giselle right. uh, for those who are not caught up with the season the season started with giselle claiming that chris made her uncomfortable that felt like forever ago it's i don't even think we ever got resolution speaking nope. of not getting resolution 
last week we ended in Miami, but we just picked up in Potomac. I don't know how I would have liked to have seen how Karen told Ray what the gossip that was brought out about her cheating on him, but they just didn't even touch on that. Blazed um, right over it. I was just happy that it wasn't Miami. Day three. Like, I, I could not handle any more Miami. I live here. I've had enough. I was, was going to say you live there. So it's like, okay, this is, I watch these shows to escape my home. But here we are. Here we are at all my, uh, like, all my places. Yeah, Ray. So Ray, Karen's husband, tells Chris to talk to Giselle and just apologize if he did anything. But Chris said that if he does this, he's admitting to something he did wrong. And he's standing by the fact that he didn't do anything wrong. Um, this is juxtaposed with Candace being inside, thanking everyone for their support for getting her master's, but she somehow did not thank her husband. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> or she didn't notice that her husband was not in the room. Oops. Um, next week, Giselle's being messy, and she is telling Jacqueline and Mia. Uh, oh, she's getting in between the Jacqueline and Mia mess because, you know, in the car last week or two weeks ago Jacqueline hey. said that Mia they shared dick basically and now it's starting to get implode because Giselle is intimating that it was with Mia's husband wow yeah I need to hear that entire story because I don't think that I would be cool with that oh uh, I mean listen if you like it I love it that's my motto but right you do you but like for me no I don't need any of my friends uh sleeping with my husband you do you, but don't do my husband. That's right. you, that's <laughs> there you go. You hear that, Justin? Stay away from her, man. <laughs> um, that's all I have for Potomac. It was a filler episode. I think that, you know, like I said, yeah. they've earned their filler status. But, oh, my God, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Let's take a little break, and we will come right back and get into the headlines in real time and yes. recap Salt Lake City. Okay, we will be back. Are you looking for an alternative to low-quality store-bought dog treats? I know I was because traditional dog treats are packed with fillers and preservatives, both of which are unhealthy for your dog. I started feeding my dogs fresh human-grade food and they could no longer tolerate any grocery store treats. So I decided to make my own and that's when Three Sisters Bakery was born. Our treats are all natural, organic, and filled with healthy, fresh ingredients for your best friend. Your bestie deserves so much better, so visit us on Instagram at Three Sisters Bakery One. We ship anywhere in the U.S. and deliver locally in Miami. It's easy to order; just send us a DM at Three Sisters Bakery One. we are back from break uh we just finished up with potomac and now we are gonna talk salt lake city um salt lake city oh my god so wow. before we recap episode 11 mm-hmm. we have to, i mean we we can't not acknowledge the real-time drama that jen shot you know what jen oh, hell no i'm gonna miss her she, she's insane and she is chaotic and I know that there was multiple headlines mm-hmm. she made this week in real time. Let's start with the the TMZ the- story about uh, all of her counterfeit bags and jewelry. Okay, that- so every time I see her closet after she got convicted, you know, whatever, like indicted on these charges, I would get so angry because there's so many designer items in there. And I felt like all of this was blood money buying this, like old people's money that she was conning out of. 
you know, money to buy mm-hmm. these items. But then here we find that the majority, and I don't think it says if all of them were knockoffs, but they, the feds did seize all of her knockoffs when they raided her home. And that was back in March of 2021. Um, and she, she owes nine and a half million dollars in restitution. Now, I don't think the knockoffs are going to help her with that. But the the one funny thing about this story is it says the list does also include legitimate designer purses and jewelry, such as bling from castmate Meredith Marks company. <laughs> I have to laugh. And it says that will hopefully put a dent in what she owes. Now, um, that is some shade. Who yeah, wrote no, this? I, I don't know. But honestly, it that's not going to put any dent in listen, what she owes. That f word slur that i'm just kidding no that gay that wrote the article was like let's shade let's put a dent into the tracksuit and they have a picture the tmz website has a picture of jen shaw's lavish life and she's wearing a brooks marks tracksuit oh yes 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 she is i mean and it i mean there were many handbags that were counterfeit just including a ysl several versace's gucci louis vuitton for me, I'm just going to say I would rather just have a nice normal purse than have a fake purse, just something that's real leather, doesn't necessarily have to be a designer. I mean, I have my designer bags, but I'm just not going to carry something fake because I'll know it's fake. I don't care what everybody else thinks. Me as the Virgo I am, though, I, it's hard for me. So And that's, that's what I don't understand. And listen, like, if you want to walk around with a fake Bulgari bag or fake gucci do you but it's just such a status symbol superficial uh, need mm-hmm. that these and this is just a common thread you know uh, in the past episode i said that these women have admitted to renting outfits and right. so it all becomes a bigger problem of like how do i it's like i said it's supposed to be reality but ultimately they are sometimes they play the part like when I saw that it was like For Chanel sure. and fake Chanel mm-hmm. and fake, fake Bali. I mean, if I can't even pronounce the word, then she was doing <laughs> Balenciaga. <research>. Balenciaga <laughs> and like all this Fendi stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. And I, I want to uh, maybe even theorize that maybe that's why she ended up skipping the reunion because another breaking news headline this week was that she skips the reunion taping ahead of her mm-hmm. sentencing. And then she put on some, notes app statement an ios note map statement saying on in september she was told by bravo that she was not invited to attend the reunion and then out of nowhere two weeks ago she was invited to attend but then what's frustrating as an objective person is that she said i was clear with bravo that out of respect for the courts i would not be in a position to discuss anything related to my legal case now listen where was this respect when you were stealing money from the old thank people. you where thank was you. like wh- that ex- and then she says that expectation has no regard for me or my family's well-being again where was that expectation when you were doing the crimes it's ridiculous and honestly I, she wants us to all feel sorry for her everybody on the show what she's going through what she's doing the fact and i feel bad that she did try and commit suicide that's awful and i can't you know oh, we're, say we're anything to- bad about that but well, we're going to have to touch to say, on that later. But. Yeah, but I have to say, stop wanting us to feel sorry for you. You are the one that did this to yourself. Why should anybody feel sorry? People should be feeling sorry for your victims, not you. 
it's re- it's just so insane because I I think she's lying about the legal advice because everything that she's going to be convicted of or sentenced to is public information. She pled so, guilty. We all know yeah, she, she did it. She pled guilty. It's public record. So I don't understand. It's not like Erica Jane on Beverly Hills who that's ongoing and that's also blood right. money, but that's just neither here nor there. But I think that her position is different because that's that is ongoing and tom hasn't been and it was her husband right exactly Exactly. it wasn't necessarily her doing this she was just guilty by association so but it just the rise and fall of jen shaw has been amazing to watch as a viewer because season Mm -hmm. one we thought she would be a perfect og and she's going to be here long term and now to see her fall her empire fall in season two and you know Andy famously said at the season three reunion when Adrian Maloof skipped it, your last act as a housewife is not attending the reunion. <laughs> so it's right. like so she is never coming back on the show, I don't think. And I well, I she's gonna have... be in jail for a good long time. So she's not gonna have to worry about the show. I think. I don't know. We'll see. Well, her lawyers are requesting 36 months, and I'm like, What? Mm. I don't know about that. You uh-uh. want three years for not? Uh-uh. I don't. That's not really nope. aligned with the time. Um, but you know, she was pretty. Oh, let's just pivot a little bit about the Todd Chrisley uh scandal because he's going to jail wow. for years. I know. And I read a headline that Teresa's husband Joe, or I read an article. Uh, Joe, Juicy Joe, or Teresa's mm-hmm. ex-husband went on her podcast and yes, he said that. Todd and his wife did what they did allegedly like Mm -hmm. as far as fraud and stuff but that Joe said that Todd's mistake was not taking the plea deal because had he taken a plea deal it would have he probably would have got a month or a year or two right like a similar amount to Joe and Teresa like what they got yeah and so I think that's why Jen ended up just taking the same plea deal because she's like okay and then you know I I don't I don't think I've ever agreed with Juicy Joe but he said you don't go against the feds like that like you don't you're not no gonna way win. like you're no not you're gonna not win. gonna like, win you're not gonna win she's oh yeah, i don't know what they're gonna give her but it's i don't think it's gonna be three years i think it's gonna be a lot longer and so that's her in real time but episode 11 is titled high stakes and friendship breaks the bravo tv.com synopsis is heather and lisa come together to address jen's behavior but the conversation comes to a halt when Jen reveals information about her mental health. Whitney is put on blast for claiming she wanted a friendship break from Heather, and bad weather goes from bad to worse. Dressed as blonde bombshells, the ladies have a night on the town with clubbing and debauchery. Unfortunately, the next morning to learn they're shocked that Heather has a mysterious black eye. Oh my god, the black eye. It's been teased to us for I don't know how long at this point. I know. And and we still don't have an answer. And I don't know if we ever will. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. But Lisa states, which was funny, you know, Lisa, I've been, Lisa Barlow's been growing on me. I think I was just coming, I was viewing her through the Heather Gay lens because mm-hmm. I was, I was such a Heather Gay fan, but we'll get into that. Um, was, Lisa- exactly. <laughs> was being the operative word there. Yeah. Lisa says, my workout was running my mouth last night. And I thought that was funny. And so, Lisa says that she's over getting treated like garbage by Jen. And I think that's true. Jen's been coming for Lisa irrationally and for no reason, it feels like. And they're talking about that. 
Angie chimes in to say that Jen is claiming to not remember things, which is what also what Heather does. Mm -hmm, so I mm -hmm. think that Heather and Jen probably had like some off-camera agreement. Like if we ever get called out on some shit, just say I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, maybe because I, I don't know how they don't remember anything. Do you think that Heather was actually trying to throw Whitney under the bus at dinner when she said, well, Whitney showed up with the other one, uh, what's her name, the other Angie? Of I course. Don't... I, I don't know. I do. I do. Because it was a way to for Heather to get the, you know, the fire off of her when she said, well, she showed up with Angie. To right. She was deflecting. Thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, and everybody knows how irrational Jen is. That's the thing. And like, no matter what the situation, Jen is going to go off on you. She's yeah. not going to let it go. She's going to deflect. She's going to, it makes me crazy watching it sometimes. Crazy that she can't see reality. And I think that me and you are on the same page as Lisa Barlow because she's telling Heather that there's a lot of flip-flopping on Jen's part. Right. She believes that Jen is lying about how she's really feeling. But Heather mm -hmm. is just doing this whole loyalty character thing of how she doesn't want to abandon Jen. And she right. claimed like she didn't want to go to the trip because Jen's behavior was destructive. And I'm like, okay, well, you have to tell, you know, Jen this too. Yes. and. Heather also says that things have been weird with Whitney and she wants to have a sit down with Jen to essentially break up with her based on the anger and violence. Mm -hmm. I mean, friendship breakups are hard. Have you ever had a friendship breakup? Like where you yes. just said, where you said, we're done, we're never talking again. And, I you have. Actually, and you stuck to it. Yeah, I have. Have you? My God. I, I think I've mishandled my friendship breakups because I've never actually said like, I never want to talk to you again. Well, no, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've said it like that either, but I've done no. it. I'm lying. There was one. My former friend, Mikey, he, oh, yeah, I've told him. I remember, I remember telling him because he's like, well, I know how you feel now, but if you ever need me. And I just interrupted him and I was just like, no, I have enough support. Thank you. Good. <laughs> that was horrible. Good. Oh. But it's hard. It's hard. But I mean, I just don't understand this blind loyalty to Jen from Heather. It's, it's a lot. It's it's me. a lot. And I think because Heather is, is, you know, flip-flopping that she gets called later. But what's confusing yeah. and also not understanding is how Jen greets Angie K with open arms and they appear to be all made up. And I know Angie feels that she feels acknowledged by Jen and she said she'll be more careful around her. I mean, they did fight like sisters and they also they made up, they made up like sisters and, uh, Angie Kay had an interview on the Two T's podcast, and she right. said that her and Jen met in the year 2000. So that's 22 years. That's a long thing. time. That's the age yeah. of my oldest child. So that's a long time ago. And they've been friends for a long time. I just... Um... But it's interesting to note that, or to what I caught, is that Angie and Jen's fight felt more authentic to me than Heather and Jen. So I think it's indicative of how... Yeah long and how much history jen and angie They've actually had. have yeah and it's because... also okay to fight in a friendship and to have things that are upsetting as long as you can talk to each other and work it out that's fine that's normal to fight yeah it, it's normal and i think it's normal to move on let they seem to have um yes i didn't really find the beach game whatever interesting i was just like i don't care about this like <sighs> it's it, boring it, 
it felt like a team uh when you're at work and they make you do like those team right, those team building exercises <laughs> like on a retreat or something i know Ugh. it's like okay girls but i don't need to call- see them in a potato sack like i'm good yeah. Lisa calling it Turks and queso was funny. Like she <laughs> even realized, oh, it yeah. made me want some queso. But I was Taco on Bell this... was on her mind. Oh, I know her and that damn Taco Bell. But um, Whitney, Dana, and Angie go surfing. But Meredith was like, "I'm gonna sit this one out." And I'm like, "I'm with Meredith. I'm not gonna go surfing." Not I'm not I... going surfing in the Pacific Ocean. No, no I'm good. She cold. was just on her phone. Now this is where we get to a dark moment that I felt was dark. Um, okay. Jen, Lisa, and Heather are going to lunch, and Heather is hoping to address Jen's behavior with her. Correct. So Lisa is talking to Jen, telling her it was a rough day while on the boat. Jen right. does apologize to Lisa, and then Lisa says that she's sensitive when it comes to Jen. Um, Lisa keeps explaining that it's hard because the friendship feels one-sided, and that's when Heather jumps in, and she asks her about the ultimatum about Angie H., the other one. Right. And she essentially asks jen if she thinks their relationship is toxic and jen just says yes and that's when jen says you feel like a heather's a flip-flopper she doesn't hold andy h accountable mm-hmm. uh heather questions what this ride or die friendship really means if i never hear ride or die again i'm good like because that's heather has overused that all oh season it's, it's about his bully <laughs> it's the new bully Can't. um lisa tries to explain her ugly friendship cycle with jen Mm-hmm. Jen being delusional denies being terrifying and toxic. Uh, she claims that Heather actions do not align with what she's saying, which is true. But just as expected, as soon as Jen is having her foot to the fire, she mm-hmm. tries she tries to deflect. Right. And she drops that bombshell that she almost committed suicide because of the Angie H fake Instagram. Um, she says that when she found out about the shot exposed, she was done and locked herself in the bathroom, that her husband took her to the hospital where she stayed. I mean, I don't know if this woman is telling the truth, and that's why I think it got dark because right. she is going to be a convicted felon soon about fraud and lying. And so right. for me as a viewer, choosing to choosing this moment to reveal her attempted suicide felt – calculated dark and manipulative yeah and wrong it was and then it was very shocking and then i didn't i was with heather and lisa on that because they decided to mm-hmm. just be a united front and just be like oh my god because that's a big bomb to drop i mean what are you supposed to say anyway once that you have to give somebody support when they tell you something like that no matter what they've done i mean you don't want if somebody they, to yeah. feel they need to commit suicide that was just so dark and she storms away from the table as usual and i'm just like oh my god like how did you like we're trying to tell you how your actions are making us feel and it's like oh well i almost killed myself so it's like well but that's typical of somebody who when you're trying to tell them what's wrong then they have to deflect and give you a thousand other excuses and not actually address that one issue that you're trying to speak to them about so they're like well it's because of this and I was sad about this and I was upset about this and then I try to kill myself it's like so I don't I'm not buying into it you know what I'm saying like it's just and then insane the Shaw exposed account was it really just came for Lisa Barlow so I not to uh, maybe I'm gonna sound like what what is the problem like uh, maybe I'm dismissing Jen's feelings which is not my intent but I don't understand how that fully impacted Jen because they were talking shit about Lisa Barlow Lisa. with her name on there. Right. Should that 50-year-old something man should have never should have done it, first of all. But 
it was just it was awkward and ugh, chaotic and yeah uh, why did that make her want to kill herself like that seems like that was what you know the hill that she was gonna like I, that pushed that on but you know what <laughs> no i'm saying like yeah it was no a lot intended yeah. um but that was a lot because that really i don't know she had plenty of other things to be more upset about yeah, and then we go on to Whitney, and she talks about how it's awkward between her and Heather. Right. Whitney wants Heather to realize that Heather has hurt her, and she's looking for Heather to take some accountability. Um, I still don't really know what's going on between Whitney and Heather at this point because I think that it started off in the season when, you know, Whitney was upset that Heather was allegedly not remembering that they gossiped about Lisa Barlow, you know, having sex for whatever. Right. And it just sort of escalated from there. But at this point, I, I'm confused. There's a lot of semantics going on. And Whitney just throws empty statements like, you have to heal me and you have to feel me. Like, okay, then what is the problem? Because I get frustrated with Heather along with uh -huh. Heather because Whitney doesn't really say exactly in my What the issue is, right? Like, because Heather has said, what do you want from me at this point? And Whitney just says, you're not healing me, Heather. Heal me. What does Heal that me. mean? Exactly. Like, what do you, what exactly does that mean? But I'm, I, I do give kudos to Whitney because she brought those cheap ass Marilyn Monroe rigs. And so now they look even more <laughs> ridiculous. Right. Exactly. As they prance around downtown San Diego and right. they make small talk and they, um, they bring up the, lunch that we just talked about with jen lisa and heather right um jen tries to shut it down but eventually spills what happened about her attempted suicide mm -hmm. uh, everybody's shocked and because whitney kept digging and she felt put on the spot by whitney jen did she calls out whitney and says well why don't you tell heather how you really feel about her <laughs> and i'm like oh my god there we go with jen <laughs> jen prodding and uh I'm trying to follow along, so I did my best with my notes. Whitney calls right. Heather out on everything. Mm -hmm. Heather denies it. And according to Lisa, if it doesn't suit a narrative that Jen and Heather want, if you don't go along with it, you are the problem. And I was like, oh, well, maybe Miss Barlow is making some points here. Because... I see that with Jen. I'm not sure I see that yeah. with Heather. Maybe this season I've definitely started to see it with Heather, but with Jen, thousand percent. Whitney demands that Heather look at her, and she doesn't appreciate that Heather tries to rope everything and everyone into the conversation. Heather just feels like Whitney's crazy, and Whitney is feeling frustrated. Mm -hmm. And that's when Whitney pulls Meredith in. I honestly forgot Meredith was in this episode because she was just so <laughs> quiet and quiet. She wasn't engaging. She was not engaging. She, the CEO of Fun, was clocked out. Um, Whitney pulls Meredith in to talk about the Lisa rumors, and that's when Lisa jumps in. Mm -hmm. Lisa says. Everyone has fucked up in the friend group. And I'm like, well, that's true. Like, I mean, and so yeah. Whitney asked that everyone be accountable for what they are saying. And this is when mm -hmm. Jen can simply not hold it in any longer. And she blurts out that Whitney told her that she is going to be taking a friendship break from Heather, which was news to Heather. And she is shocked. And she yells that loyalty is a deal breaker. And then we hear ride or die again. Oh, um, God, how many times? <laughs> I'm like, just at this point, I don't want to ride. Just kill me. Ride or die. Whitney cannot understand Heather and Jen's relationship, which mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with Whitney on that one. Me too. Um, and she does wonder why she doesn't get the same loyalty from Heather. But I don't understand 
what the expectation is from Whitney as it relates to Heather because if they're criticizing Heather for mm -hmm. having this quote blind loyalty to Jen but on the other side they're like well we want that too so it's like okay so Heather can't win because you're telling her she's not a good friend because she has blind loyalty to Jen but right. now you're also saying in the same sentence like you know I want it too then right <laughs> so it's like so what do you really I know want? so Heather does tell Lisa, no one has had more bad stuff to say about you than Whitney Rose. Wow. Yeah, that was. But that's true, though, because you remember in the episode, the season started with Whitney. Whitney's the whole reason the rumors that Lisa Barlow was having sex for favors even came up. Oh, of course. You know? She's the one that told Meredith, right? In that first episode when Meredith was at her house, and they were sitting outside. They had a whole yes. conversation about it. And she's talked shit about Lisa every season. Now, the only thing that I will note is that Heather telling Lisa that at that moment was mm -hmm. not the issue. That was not what they were talking about right now. So she yeah. was throwing she was throwing she was in defense mode and she's like, All right, let me let me let me re yeah. reframe let me deflect. this. Yeah, let me deflect. Yeah. Um, Whitney rambles on. She feels deeply let down by Heather, and she feels like Heather's making a mockery of what she's going through because she's trying to deflect over mm -hmm. and over again. I don't think that because Whitney unloaded this history of trauma on the group in this. Which season, was also vague. Which was vague. And Heather, even Heather, who's her, who's Whitney's cousin, was shocked about this trauma. Uh-huh. And so I think because Whitney just sort of touched on the subject of trauma, she didn't go into details with the group. Mm -hmm. Heather didn't really understand the magnitude of the trauma. Yeah, that's so true. Do you, I mean, do you. Do you honestly think that Heather didn't care? Like, I don't think that's the case. No, I think Heather cares. But then I wonder to myself, did they speak off camera about it? Did she tell Heather the and magnitude the of what happened? Exactly. And because we had that one awkward scene of Whitney, you know, sobbing to her husband about her trauma. Right. Um, but other than that, we haven't. It's been more about how the season has been about how Heather's essentially a bad friend. <laughs> Right. But well, Heather's been a piece of work this season. Like, definitely has changed since last I, season. I think her issue is that she's a people pleaser and she just wants everybody to be happy. I think that she wants to. Yeah. I, I honestly think she hates Lisa Barlow still. And I think Me that. Too. She, but she also doesn't want to fight with her. Right. And so she, she wants just, to play all the sides. She's telling everybody what they want to hear. That's what I'm gathering. And exactly. so that's not really how it's going to work out. It's That's why everybody's no. like, okay, you're telling everybody the same thing. So, so which Ky is it? Right. To quote Kyle Richards, just be honest. Just be honest. <laughs> or to quote Lisa Rinna, own it. Own, own it. it. Own it. Baby. Own it. Own it. Own it. <laughs> oh, my God. Lisa Barlow. Anyway, after a late night of clubbing, uh, they go back home wasted. Uh, Jen is topless, rolling around the house. You know, I think they had to just somehow cater to the straight men that are watching this show with their wives because that was a lot of tits. And yeah. even my even my gay ass was like, oh, those are some pretty nice knockers because <laughs> Whit Whit Whitney has a great tit crack. Having seen her in person at BravoCon, oh, when yeah. she walked when she walked out in the Gansevoort lobby, I was like, oh, hi, Whitney, nice boobs. And she goes, hi. Like, you know, Whitney's <laughs> voice is, is shrill like mine, but. I just immediately looked at her and I was like, listen, I know that these aren't for me, but oh my mm -hmm. God, maybe, 
maybe because I have my own set of breasts, I'm appreciative of women's breasts, but I was just like, oh, okay, nice boobs. But there was a lot of boobs, a lot of dancing. Yes. And this is where they set up the dun-dun-dun. Heather goes <sighs> to her room only to be woken up by a knock on her door. It's 4.50 in the morning, and then the cameras go out. And then we just see seven hours later, Heather calls Meredith to her room to show her the black eye. And then it ends up with to be continued. Now, at first, I thought, okay, maybe she fell, maybe something. Of course, they were drunk. That's that happens to all of us. Now I'm confused because she had like arm scratches and she had. Yes, I saw that. So I do want to preface this by saying that what is a spoiler (laughs) Uh, because it hasn't been officially like announced to the masses but when i went to the uh bravocon girls trip uh panel they showed us the season three uh trailer which has heather and whitney from salt lake city right and during that trailer you can hear heather say to this day i don't know how i got a black eye and the women in the that are with her don't believe her so kidding me exactly so heather is gonna sit on lies and say i don't know how i got a black eye but um so i guess it's not going to be resolved then next week or ever or clearly i mean they did film the reunion yesterday so i'm hoping that uh maybe uh, that yeah. daddy andy is like heather tell us what happened tell us what happened but mm-hmm. on the tra- on the trailer that's already filmed um she said i don't know how i got the black eye so it makes her look bad it <sighs> makes her look bad because now we think you're lying and Right. And it's this whole storyline. And now we don't like we're supposed to just they're going to tease it the entire season, show it to us. And then now we're never going to find out. Exactly. That sounds very housewife-ish, but here we are. Jump to your own conclusions. I mean, I, I want to know. I want to know exactly how she got it. If she fell, fine. That happens. If she didn't fall, then I want to know. Exactly. Like we deserve to know, damn it. <laughs> I, I mean, us, if it like as fans, of course. Oh, exactly. Where do you think yeah. where do you think the season is gonna go now that Jen is in prison next year? Do you think they're gonna promote one of the friends of? Do you think they're gonna reboot? Do you think any of the OGs? Because at this point there's only gonna be Heather, Meredith, and Barlow left from the first season. Cause what we about have... Whitney? Oh, Whitney was oh, shit, yeah. Whitney. No, Whitney, Whitney was Yeah, so we have those four. I think Do you think the four of them will come back? <laughs> I think the four of them will come back and I think that they should add two new people in. I think we need more than four, maybe yes. six. And I, I'm not sure if the other Angie needs to be an actual housewife. She, she's she been good and she's been earning her snowflake, but I, I don't know. I, she's not, other than that, I'm not sure what she brings. I think Angie K will have too much alignment with Jen Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if she'll be like the Jen replacement. But if they do take the reboot approach, it'll be good for the show, I think, to just sort of get us away from the Gen saga. Because at this point, it's been the Gen era with three seasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it sort of reminds me of like the OG Jersey days where season one and two was all about Danielle Staub. And, right. You know, the shows go through these weird eras. And that's what I think it's uh, fascinating about Potomac is that it's been a straight shot no season like every season is different the cast has great chemistry hey so that does it for today's episode it's been fun and we hope you join us later in the week when we recap the first five episodes of miami i hope everybody has a happy 
Happy holidays.